This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Please be sure to subscribe and share with friends and family. To help support this ministry, please visit allentempleamec.com slash donate. Thank you for listening. The reading came from the book of Genesis, chapter 22, beginning in verse 1 and ending in verse 13. It reads as thus. Sometime later, God tested Abraham's faith. Abraham, God called. Yes, he replied, here I am. Take your son, your only son, yes, Isaac, whom you love so much, and go to the land of Moriah. Go and sacrifice him as a burnt offering on one of the mountains, which I will show you. The next morning, Abraham got up early. He saddled his donkey and took two of his servants with him, along with his son Isaac. Then he chopped wood for a fire for a burnt offering and set out for the place God had told him about. On the third day of their journey, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. Stay here with the donkey, Abraham told the servants. The boy and I will travel a little farther. We will worship there, and then we will come right back. So Abraham placed the wood for the burnt offering on Isaac's shoulders, while he himself carried the fire and the knife. As the two of them walked together, Isaac turned to Abraham and said, Father, yes, my son, Abraham replied. We have the fire and the wood. The boy said, but where is the sheep for the burnt offering? God will provide a sheep for the burnt offering, my son. Abraham answered, and they both walked together, they both walked on together. When they arrived at the place where God had told them to go, Abraham built an altar and arranged the wood on it. Then he tied his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. And Abraham picked up the knife to kill his son as a sacrifice. And at that moment, the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham. Yes, Abraham replied, here I am. Don't lay a hand on that boy, the angel said. Do not hurt him in any way. For now I know that you truly fear God. You have not withheld from me even your son your only son. Then Abraham looked up and saw a ram caught by its horns in a ticket. So he took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering in the place of his son. It is with this scripture in mind, I have titled this message this morning, simply, The Choice in Faith. The Choice in Faith. 
Let us pray. Gracious, everlasting God. God, I thank you for this opportunity that you have given me to stand behind this sacred desk and proclaim your word. It is not one that I take lightly. Thank you, God. Holy Spirit, fall fresh upon this preacher right now. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, for you are indeed my rock and my redeemer. I thank you, Lord. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Currently, I am taking a couple classes, and there's one specific class that I'm in right now, and it is a trauma and resilience class. And this class, as part of our big project, we are divided into groups, and we are learning about different modalities or treatments that are used for people that are in therapy. And we had to watch a movie. And the movie is called Sophie's Choice. And based on the movie, we are analyzing different characters in the movie. And we have to do a, a master class where some of my classmates are the therapists, some are the playing the patients, some are playing the different characters in the movie. And this movie, Sophie's Choice, was based on a book that was written some, some years ago. And Meryl Streep is the main actress in the movie. And I tell you this because this movie is a very interesting movie. Um, I cannot say that it's, some, it's one that I would recommend. I don't know if I would be watching it if it wasn't for the class. <laughs> but the movie Sophie's Choice tells the story of a woman who was having a hard time adjusting to life due to a past event that consumed her with guilt and with pain. You see, Sophie was a Polish Christian woman who was arrested by the Nazis during World War II and placed with her two kids in a concentration camp. While in line to go to the death camp, a Nazi guard approaches Sophie and forces her to make an unthinkable choice. The Nazi guard says that he will take one of the kids with him, which would mean certain death. And then the unthinkable request is placed on Sophie as she is told that she is to make the choice of which of her kids she will give up to die. To refuse to give up a child will mean that both would die. So she is forced to pick between her toddler and her infant. The scene is quite disturbing and almost unbearable to watch. As Sophie is hysterically screaming, begging not to be put in such a predicament, and the guard is shouting, and the kids are crying. Then when the choice is made, Sophie falls to the ground in tears as she watches her little toddler taken from her and carried away. And you can hear the screams of her child as he gets further and farther away. Watching this movie was 
quite a difficult pill to swallow. I cannot imagine if I were a parent being asked to make such a choice. Today, I want to talk about choices. According to the Webster Dictionary, a choice is the act of choosing, the act of picking or deciding between two or more possibilities. It is the power to make a decision. Brothers and sisters, choices are very powerful because the choices that we make ultimately create the life that we live. And many of us had to make some difficult choices in our lives well. that continue to impact us today. And some of our everyday choices include the choice of getting up to go to work, whether you feel like it or not, because you know there's a paycheck attached to you showing up. <laughs> the, choice, the choice of showing up for church on a Sunday morning. The choice, the choice of what school is the best fit for your children. The choice to be happy or not. Because happiness is not something we can buy, we find, or we attain. Happiness is a state of being. Happiness is a choice. And I could go on and on about the different choices we have to make. But I have a question. How many of us have made choices in faith? Well. And as we look back on those choices that we made in faith, how did the outcome turn out? Many of us today, right now, I would dare say, are stuck between a rock and a hard place, trying to decide to make a choice in faith. Well, I hope after the preach word, your decision to make the choice in faith is the route you will take. Now, what does the choice in faith look like? The Bible makes numerous references to choices made in faith. Let me briefly bring your attention to some specific ones. You see, you have Daniel who chose to pray three times a day, knowing there would be consequences. King Darius at the time signed a law that said for the next 30 days, anyone who prays to any god except for him would be thrown into the lion's den. Daniel made a choice in faith, and he was thrown in the lion's den. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego made their choice. They refused to bow down to Nebuchadnezzar's statue and were thrown in the fiery furnace. And then we have the woman with the issue of blood. She hemorrhaged for 12 years, and she made the choice to go in a crowd. She broke Levitical law to touch the hem of Jesus' garment. Yeah, yeah. You see, brothers and sisters, the choices made in faith are a big deal. Now let us approach our text for today and look at another choice in faith that was made and the lessons that we can learn from it. We see the ultimate test in the life of Abraham. And up to this point in Abraham's life, we can recall that in Genesis 12, at the age of 75, God said to Abraham, his name was Abram at the time, leave your country, leave your people, 
leave your father's household and go to a land that I will show you. And God gives a few promises to Abraham at the same time. He says, I'm going to make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and I will curse those who curse you. And in you all the families of all the earth shall be blessed. Without hesitation, Abraham obeyed God's command. He left Haran with his wife Sarah and his nephew Lot. This is the first demonstration of the act of faith that we see of Abraham. Because he did not know where God was leading him. But he obeyed at that moment and left any, everything that he knew to go to a place where God is showing him. Now it's 10 years later. Abraham has a few struggles along the way. And in Genesis 15, now remember, 10 years later, now Abraham is now 85. <laughs> and we see that Abraham is asking God, what good are any of your blessings if I don't have a son? Will the servant in my house inherit my wealth? Well, God renews his covenant with Abraham by insisting that he will have a son of his own and reassures him of the promises he made to him by telling him, count the stars in the sky if he is able, because that is how many descendants he will have. And at this point, Abraham felt old and barren, but besides how he was feeling, Abraham believed God. And now, in chapter 16 of Genesis, Abraham and Sarah, though they believed God, they were having a little difficulty knowing how they were going to produce a child. And many of us, and I dare say, part of the hardest problem in walking this walk of faith is to wait on God. And here with Abraham and Sarah, especially when you're both pushing the century mark. <laughs> you know, so what they decide to do, as so often as we do, they took matters into their own hands and made the choice to have their maidservant, Hagar, sleep with Abraham. And Hagar had a child named Ishmael. Due to their choice, and being one of their own understanding and not the plan of God, Hagar and her son, later on, Ishmael, were banished to the desert. But you know what the wonderful thing is? Is that as we follow the narrative, we also see that in spite of Abraham and Sarah's unfaithfulness, we serve a God that continues to be faithful to us even in our own unfaithfulness. Amen? Amen. Amen. And then in Genesis 21, after 25 years, God did for Sarah and Abraham what he had promised. Sarah became pregnant and bore a son to Abraham. His name was Isaac. Abraham was 100 years old. 
and Sarah was 90. And now by this time in the narrative, in our text today, Isaac is a young man. And Abraham is faced with the ultimate test of his life, where he chooses to make the choice of faith. The text begins with sometime later, God tested Abraham's faith. Now let's stop right there. You got to love the word of God because it clearly tells you immediately what is going on in this narrative. It says, God tested Abraham's faith. And this made me wonder that in order for Abraham's faith to be tested, Abraham must have had faith to begin with. Well. Amen? Because if you have no faith to be tested, then what's the point in testing you in the first place? Amen. Okay? Yeah. So, what is faith? Well, according to Hebrews 11.1, 1, faith is the substance of things hoped for and evidence of things not seen. Yeah. And the other way that I would like to phrase faith is faith is just choosing God's plan. Faith is choosing God's plan. In verse number two, it says, take your son, this is God speaking to Abraham, your only son, yes, your only son, Isaac, whom you love so much, and go to the land of Moriah. Go and sacrifice him as a burnt offering in one of the mountains, which I will show you. I'm a little conflicted at this point, I'm reading the text, and I'll tell you why. What conflicts me here is the fact that this test was a choice between God's blessing and God himself. Think about that. Because the blessing of Isaac to Abraham could only come by God. And now he's got to make a choice to either listen to God, keep his the blessing that God gave him, or listen to God. So I was a little conflicted because you're like, because let's be honest, many of your parents here, could you do that? <laughs> could you do that? You guys watch it virtually? <laughs> That's a tough one. But the question is, will Abraham obey God and respond in faith? Well, if we go on in the scripture, the scripture goes on to say, the next morning, Abraham got up early. Now, let's stick a pen right there. I'm like, you're asked to sacrifice the very son that you waited 25 years. <laughs> you waited 25 years to have. You love this son. You're building a relationship with this son. And here comes God. I'm a, as Sister Charlotte said, he got jokes. I want you to take your child and sacrifice him as a burnt offering. The next morning, Abraham got up early, saddled his donkey, took two of his servants with him, along with his son Isaac. Then he chopped wood for a fire for a burnt offering and set out for the place God had told him about. <laughs> I'm still shaking my head. I just, I just, wow. 
And this is where I get to the first lesson for us. The choice in faith requires obedience. The choice in faith requires obedience. Because you see, Abraham obeyed immediately. There was no hesitation. There was no questioning. There was no complaints. There was no anxiousness. He just got up early. Many of you have even answered, and I've even said it myself, I don't know. I'm like, God, can I think about this? But he got up early. His obedience was prompt and complete. And with that obedience, there was a trust that was displayed and demonstrated on behalf of Abraham. Because when it comes to obedience, it's really learning to trust God means learning to distrust in yourselves. Learning to trust God means learning to distrust in yourself. And as we see in 1 Samuel 5.22, that obedience is better than sacrifice. Obedience is better than sacrifice. And I believe you all can agree that definitely Abraham demonstrated that without hesitation. You know, and, 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 and as I was studying this text, I was, I was thinking, I was like, God, you didn't even give Abraham a chance to say how he felt about that. Like, how, you know, was, was he feeling a certain, was he not, you know? And then I was reminded, what place does your feelings have when it comes to your faith? What place does your feelings have when it comes to your faith? Our feelings are ever fleeting. You feel this way one minute, you feel that way. That's what it is with faith. Faith is not choosing about how you feel. It's choosing God's plan. No matter what it feels like, no matter what it looks like, you just get up early and go. Abraham continues on the journey. And on the third day of their trip, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. Stay here with the donkey, Abraham told the servants. The boy and I will travel a little farther. We will worship there, and then we will come right back. The second lesson for us is the fact that the choice in faith requires belief. Requires belief. We see here that Abraham tells the servant that we, Isaac and I, will come back. They're going to worship there. And you know, it made me think, after some of us have journeyed with God the way Abraham did for some 40 years, I believe that God has proven himself to be trustworthy. When you know that you know that you know, you don't even have to even wonder. We begin to believe in the impossible. Abraham believed that despite what God was asking him to do, he knew that God had promised him that Isaac would continue in the line of his blessing. Abraham confidently believed he would be coming back the mountain with Isaac. He didn't know how. He didn't know when, but he believed he was coming back down that mountain with his son. I don't know about y'all, but you know, I need some of that Abraham faith. You know, I need some of that Abraham faith. 
despite what it looks like, despite what it feels like, that I do as the Lord has told me to do. Just believe. Just believe. Now, the writer of the book of Hebrews helps us understand a little bit the headspace that Abraham was in. In Hebrews 11:19, he says, he considered that God was able to raise him from the dead, from which, figuratively speaking, he did receive him back. So right there, it already tells you what's going to happen at the end of the story. But what I thought was very interesting is, what did Abraham know anything about raising someone from the dead? We're in the Old Testament. That has not, Jesus being resurrected hasn't even happened yet. So what is, what, what is it that he knows? He traveled the journey with, Jesus, with God for 40 years. What is it that Abraham might have considered that God was able to raise him from the dead. And you know what I thought about? <laughs> when we travel with God, and God begins to show us some things that are supernatural, maybe we begin to believe in the resurrection power of God. Because you have to understand, Abraham's wife Sarah is 90 years old. When you're barren, that means your womb is dead. Your womb is dead. So, and, and, and Abraham passed the age to bear children. So I think we can say it's safe to say that Abraham knew that the same resurrected power that brought Isaac into the world was going to be the same one that would someone somehow keep him there. Brothers and sisters, Point blank period, Abraham believed God. That's it. Abraham believed God. And as we continue the narrative, Abraham placed the wood for the burnt offering on Isaac's shoulders. While he himself carried the fire and the knife, as two of them walked together, Isaac turned to Abraham and said, Father, Yes, my son, I've been waiting for Isaac to speak up and say something. We have the fire and the wood, the boy said. But where's the sheep for the burnt offering? You know, I was hoping, you know, Abraham would say, you're it, kid. But <laughs> he said, simply, God will provide a sheep for the burnt offering, my son. Abraham answered, and they both walked on together. To have that level of confidence and belief and obedience in God, knowing that, you know what? This is the promise I've been awaiting. But I, I wonder if Abraham also recognized that we also serve a God that giveth and a God that taketh away. And oftentimes, you know, I, as I'm reading this, I, I had to question and say, God, why did you even test Abraham in this way? Was it because Isaac became, he loved Isaac so much that he began to love Isaac more than you? Well, I don't know. Well. I don't know. But I know one thing. <laughs> we serve a jealous God. Amen. So we have to be mindful. 
But I don't know if that is the case because that is an ultimate test right there of faith. But in spite of that, when Isaac asked them, where is the sheep for the burnt offering? As we're going up the mountain, Abraham says, God will provide. Boy, boy, boy. Mm -mm -mm. And just to give you a little, uh, let me give you a little caveat here, which I probably should have mentioned it earlier. Though God asked Abraham to perform a human sacrifice, back in the day, pagan nations' practices were being done during these times, and God condemned them as a terrible sin, as listed in Leviticus 20, 1 through 5. So it clearly says that human sacrifices are not allowed, are condemned by God. So now we have God telling Abraham <laughs> to go up to sacrifice, to a human sacrifice with his own son. Just keep that in the back of your mind. So as we continue, when they arrived at the place where God had told them to go, Abraham built an altar and arranged the wood on it. Then he tied his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. And when Abraham picked up the knife to kill his son as a sacrifice. At that moment, the angel of the Lord called him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham. Yes, Abraham replied, here I am. It's got to be a wonderful thing when you can be in such a relationship with God that when he calls you, hear him loud and clear. Wow. Don't lay a hand on my boy angel said do not hurt him in any way for now I know you truly fear God I don't know if I would want to go through that test to prove that I truly fear God you have not withheld from me even your son your only son then Abraham looked up and saw a ram caught by its horns in a thicket so he took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering in the place of his son. Yeah, yeah. The third and my final lesson for us, the choice in faith requires us to let God be God. Just let God be God. As we saw in this, when Abraham took that knife right about to kill his own son, no hesitation. But God's timing is always perfect. We don't know when. We don't know how. But we know God's going to do something. And God provided what he needed in the nick of time. There was going to be a burnt offering and sacrifice. But it just wasn't going to be Isaac. And I wondered, did they not see the ram as they arrived to the top of that mountain? Or maybe, maybe the ram was there all along and Abraham didn't notice it until God was ready to reveal it. He did not see it, maybe, because God wasn't ready to reveal it to him. Sometimes your, your obedience has to be completely done. And sometimes in the midst of it, what you believe cannot be done but you trust God anyways he reveals it to you right in the nick of time 
Abraham's choice in faith demonstrated what it says in Proverbs 3 and 5. And I love how it says in the New Living Translation, trust in the Lord with all your hearts. Do not depend on your own understanding, but seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Seek his will in all that you do, and he will show you which path to take. Look, I don't know about y'all, but I love God something extra special this morning. I just love him because of his faithfulness, because of what he has displayed. That he say he is a God that will do what he says he will do. When the angel of the Lord said to Abraham, For now I know you truly fear God. You have not withheld from me even your only son. Do you guys know that as believers in God, that everything you have is not your own? Your children are not your own. They have been loaned to you. Nothing that we have is our own. Because it is God who has given given it to us, everything that we have. And sometimes we need to consider it a pure joy, my brothers and my sisters, that whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything, as it says in James chapter 1, verses 2 and 4. And as we saw what happened here, Abraham was tested. And in the test, he got to make a choice. And he chose the choice in faith. And the scripture goes on to say that because of the obedience and faith Abraham displayed, abundant blessings came his way. But I should also tell you that if you read, and, I, and, I, and read the scripture for yourself, <laughs> this is a great story of how good God is and what it looks like to be obedient, what it looks like to believe, and what it looks like to just let God be God. The place that Abraham sacrificed the ram, because we all know oftentimes we just need a ram in the bush. He called the place Jehovah Jireh, which means God provides. We serve a God that will provide our every need according to his will for our lives. But can we make the choice in faith? Beloved, can we make the choice in faith? You know, as I read the scripture and I prepared for the sermon and I looked at the illustration of Sophie's choice, I could not but help think about another parent. This was a heavenly father that had made a decision concerning all of us. That decision involved his son. 
who, will, who also, might I add, made a choice in faith. Where he obeyed God, he obeyed his father even unto death. He believed God. And at the end, he let God be God. His son, Jesus Christ, was crucified, died, and buried. He was a substitute for you, for you, for you, for me, for all of us. For the remissions of our sins. Just like Abraham on that third day of the journey. He looked up to see where God instructed him to go on that third day when we celebrated Resurrection Sunday last Sunday. Jesus Christ conquered death. And because he lives, we too shall live. Because he lives, we too shall live. Because he lives, we too shall live. The word of God says that God so loved the world that he give his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Beloved, the choice is the fact that Abraham made in faith is the fact that God knew that his own son Jesus the Christ would have to actually sacrifice him own self for all of us. Wherever you find yourself this morning with the choices that are heavy on your hearts, be like Abraham. Be like Jesus and make the choice in faith. Amen. 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 Amen.